What's up, freaks? We're here for another episode of Master of Sport, and I'm here with my co-author of Parabolic Periodization and our new book, Sports Performance Bible, Earl Kunkel, as well as our guest, editor, graphic designer, coach of the best high school shot putters in the United States, Trevor Stutzman, Messiah College uh, shot put record holder as well. And uh, MAC record holder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Trevor, when I came here today, I had this thought. I've already shared this with you. But being the coach at Garage Strength with the most state champions under them, how does it feel? <laughs> well, I need something to, to, to rub yeah. on, on Dane because usually he just takes everything that that we do and just claims it as, as yeah. his own. Like the title of Sports Performance Dude, Bible. <laughs> I will not give that up. That He has the worst memory out of everyone in this room, and there's no way that his memory is accurate. <laughs> Are you talking about someone not on camera by chance? <laughs> yeah. The pronoun game, he? Uh, our, our video editor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So when... You know, we're, what we want to do is talk about sports performance yeah. Bible and basically go into um, what you know what we wanted to provide uh, the fitness world, the strength and conditioning world, really, and, and ultimately, you know, one thing I did want to bring up, even with with uh, if you look at SEO, sports performance to me is what strength and conditioning should be. Like uh -huh. I, th I think it should be that big, but there's not a lot of like, especially in the U.S. more so. There's not. You know, there's strength and conditioning coaches, and they don't really relate to sports performance, which might be a bad business decision on us to name the sports performance Bible. Well, that's that's why it's strength and conditioning guide. True. There we go. Yeah. But I think one of my and our I feel tasks over the next five years should try to be to be to try to change that. So it's like strength and conditioning. It's not this specific thing that's just strength and conditioning. That's it. It's more like. How can what we do improve your performance in sport? You know? yeah, it's almost like mm -hmm. directing your strength and conditioning to a target yeah. within like these certain guidelines. And we'll get into those guidelines a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, so this idea started 13 years ago at least, right, Trevor? Like we were talking about that downstairs when like... What, 2009? Yeah, yeah. like Fall garage 08, strength, really. right? Fall of 08, yeah. Where most of the content that ended up in this book started like developing mm -hmm. if you will like you know the methods trying things failing probably failing. i mean that's when the that's when the experimentation yeah started i mean trevor was Dane's one of the been, first i was one of the first trevor i used remember to do, doing he used to have to do miracle grow with sledgehammer sledgehammer hits on a tire i remember that and well. holding isometric lunges for five for minutes at a time to warm up yeah every single day this is actual what happened for two and a half years i did that just over the top stuff like dude we would do i had dj with. do a 185 pound lunge hold for five minutes that's crazy yeah, yeah with that that's pretty insane i mean though you know sure it's kind of ridiculous that we did that but i, I still think it was like part of it was the idea that it was just so insane what we were doing that we kind of like took on that identity of just like this is ridiculous we're just killing ourselves, but it's kind of fun at the Bunch same of time. Freaks, freakish <laughs> insanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. I mean, I think. I actually think back to for me those those days early on was like, all right, if 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 I'm in you know my parents' garage at the time, 
and we're doing weightlifting stuff, we're doing strength stuff, we're doing, you know, accessory work. I was literally just training people. I had no, you know, creating content, writing books that was all like, yeah, one day I could do that, but I had no clue how to do that, you know, what that process would be. And the focus at that time especially was like, I need to train, ironically, as many freaks as I can so that I can get word of mouth to spread so that I can make more money and go from my parents' garage, you know, to a bigger facility ultimately. And word I of that, mouth is the best form of advertising ever. That's right. And it, I mean, it, it really is. And that's the one benefit of social media is yeah. essentially it's like, it's like that to a point. Yeah, it's, they got to put their tags on it, like the graffiti artist just tagging. Exactly. Here I am. Exactly. So, you know. so the book, though, we actually started this, what, 2019 probably? Yeah. Was when we, the idea. Started to chip away at it. Yeah, we started to chip away at it. I remember your family was away. Mm-hmm. Caitlin had all the kids, like, and you were like, come on down. Yeah. Dinner's on me. I was like, all right, came on down. And we probably, I don't know, it was at least 12 hours before I went home. And we had a big piece, like a huge post-it note, if you will. Yeah. And we just started writing ideas. And I had my notebook, my like what I call my garage strength notebook for when like I'm down and I'm talking to you and taking notes. And I'm just like taking the notes there as you're writing this stuff down. And we're just going back and forth, just spitballing. And essentially from that we ended up with this, with the book. Yeah. Like sort of um, a lot of your ideas, me asking you questions more so to like, I want to say funnel it or filter it into like, well, how could someone consume this? Mm-hmm. Because you tend to be a little scatterbrained sometimes. You, you, really? Yeah. <laughs> you do. You need someone to like bop you like, Dane, it's right right now. Like, That's like when J- Jason was editing the Soviet strength and conditioning. He's like, you would tell a story about these people that you wrote on the board, and they were all meaningful people. But you'd start telling a story, and it would have no point, or you'd be <laughs> telling a story about how they talk trash on Dr. B, and then you'd come back. <laughs> oh, that's like... Can't leave this part out. <laughs> when I see those, like, the long, raw video cuts of them, sometimes I'm just like, oh, man, it's like, it's like 30 minutes long. I'm like, yeah, but there's probably about 10 minutes of it that's just, like, not, not worth, worth it. Because he's just... <laughs> Off task, doing something. He Stories you've do. already yeah. heard. I'm yeah. just telling a camera that won't even get to go to. That's what we should take those cuts and make it like a YouTube B sides. A silly one. <laughs> you got get your me picking my nose. Right oh my goodness! I'm surprised. Someone has to give Mason all those. <laughs> just turn them into memes, like <laughs> Gold Digger. Here we go. So Earl just said I'm scatterbrained. I just yeah. forced this conversation completely out of alignment good job yeah, right. <laughs> case in point that's good that illustrates it's a show don't tell type of thing yeah, right? <laughs> all right so we're in this like brainstorm session if we had like hundreds of millions of dollars we could call it like a business retreat or something like that yeah yeah and we could go out to aspen and do the same thing and be like a leader <laughs> but instead we're at least poor pa yeah. <laughs> Go on the Andalis. I remember noticing all the bird feeders you had, too. <laughs> and there was, like, blue jays just Everywhere. all in there. Hammering. And I, was, and I was like, Dane, you know, like, a blue jay is, like, a sign of, like, money coming. And you're like, oh, I hope so. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this is before the YouTube channel, too. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. 
you gotta look for those signs, all you uh, witches out there in Pagan. You know how many Blue Jays are at my birth hey. feeders? I have like 20 of them. But you needed someone to just put the thought in your mind to make it happen. That's fair. Yeah. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> anyway, um, so we do that. And then later in that night, Taman comes over. Yeah. Whoever the, inter- the intern at that time. Joe. Joe and um, Jason end up stopping over and just like, we start talking to them about everything we just spent hours talking about. Yeah. And they start giving their two cents. So right away, almost instantly, we start getting feedback from people within the facility. As audi- as, as, all, as yeah. a hypothetical audience. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great because, like, sound and board. And then, basically, 2020 and 2021, you got super busy in my mind. Like, um, well, COVID won. Olympics too. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say it ever stopped, but that was more when I felt like me and you started interacting Trevor a lot mm-hmm. with this. Where he Dude, was, you realize I wanted the, this to come out. I wanted this to come out in like fall of 20 instead of parabolic periodization. Oh, wow. I wanted this to come out. There was like three or four times I was like, we should start to push this. And it, and it was like, it just kept getting pushed back, and 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 like, and I to go along with your witch uh, <laughs> analysis. I actually think for good measure too, for good reason. Like it was, we weren't ready for it to come out. Like yeah. it was like the process and and learning stuff from YouTube and learning how to like package my brain for consumption. I think is is also key. Yep. And. and us figuring out the process, even though I don't know if we ever really truly figured it out, but it got better. Mm. You, um, Trevor could probably talk to this more, but I feel like the turnaround on this one, even though it was longer from like conception and start work, when we got down to it was way faster. Yeah. yeah. You know, like sort of the, all right, now we're going to like, it's time to print, get the PDFs, like, you know, just what's going to be sent off to the printer. He said we should run Grammarly over it. I don't know if you did. I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust. We got that. He's good. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think the, um, I mean, one big thing just just with like the kind of conceptual phase and like planning phase that I think and Dane came up. I will give you this. You came up with this idea, is that the whole book is structured as yeah. I did that like, idea. Yeah, that was a good one. Yo, as a program, like so it's yeah. like just how you'd write the program. Yeah. Like you go from you know, Olympic lifts, like technical coordination to, you know, strength movements to accessories, like how the book's laid out is basically just taking you through how a program is written, how a workout's written. Yeah. And that was like, I don't know, it seems like, like, sure, it doesn't seem that complicated, but it's just stuff like that, that like, I feel like just ties the whole book together and, and just like starts it off on the right foot, you know, from the planning phase of of everything. I've always liked stuff like that too, because being especially back in like the 60s 70s bands like bands like grateful dead would do they'd have like secret messages not that that's a secret message but like when you open it up and you read through you know you know coaching's the number one thing but then what you just said you know technical coordination is the first chapter essentially of application and it's like yeah, when you get into the programming yeah so. that's it's like oh you program that way too and and some people might not pick up on it but it is like a little subliminal yeah, yeah i'm curious do we i don't think we say like exactly like we say it, but we don't give the graph of it until later on. So, like, it's a way almost of how concepts will kind of repeat and circle back. 
much like the feedback loop we talk about there with mm. like the five cycles we like there's like a little metaphor to it like we do some of the stuff in the writing that we're talking about that is done in the program yeah like, yeah yeah yes, yes like revisit right. ideas ideas mm. come up again yeah. um and then two like a lot of the stuff um we talked about this is more like in the mindset of detilla like yeah it's not like uh, go do five by five. Like it's like here's sort of like a conceptual framework mm-hmm. to work within. Where's your creativity at within reason? Like we'll show you sort of the limiters. Like hey, don't push it this far. You're gonna hurt someone type of thing. But you know, go for it. Have fun. Like that's that's always one thing I like about the Garage Strength program. Like having lifted with it and like been a part like with the coaching and like seeing how that's done is the idea like there's a lot of i don't want to say freedom but there's freedom though there's room to think and apply what you're taught yeah and trevor could probably speak to that since he's like he's sort of your i don't know dj from the past him too as well like athletes who became like coaches good coach yeah and have legit proven they can coach like i said trevor has coached the most state champions at garage strength that is not accurate at all. It is so accurate. <laughs> that is not accurate. How many does he have down there right now? Maria, Ashlyn. I think Joe we, Mundell won three state titles. <laughs> that's there's, yeah, that's there's one state Emily, champion. Emily won three times. Coached Payton state Oh, champion. get out of here. I, when was yeah, I, I have more national champions though, that's yeah. true. in high school. When was the last yeah. time you coached a state champion? Trinity. Or, uh, that's not when. Sarah Mar- no, Sarah Marvin last year. No offense, Trinity, but but does Maryland really care? <laughs> she set the Maryland state record. It's <laughs> like a New Jersey state title in football. There's like four of them. For Sarah Marvin won a state title last year and broke the state record. Trinity will just. I mean, she'll she'll even shatter she'll shatter it even more this year. Probably win nationals too. But. All right, that's one. I, he or still I has know, more than you. One of those two. That's he true. named three yeah. that are training right now. Javen has not won a state title yet. No, he hasn't. Rush is down there. He did. Oh, yeah, Rush did. He probably has more medals, too, if we go to silver and no bronze. No chance. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> He's been in the game longer than me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think Trevor Lewis should talk about that. Like, what, what would you say are, like, some of the things that are in the book that you've gone through that, that especially, like, you know, when – you, you train so Trevor to give a little backstory trained with me went to college trained with me essentially like to a point right mm-hmm. like um, and then came home or basically worked for me for like six months and then left to go to Toledo yeah came back and has been working here since you came back from Toledo yeah. for those that don't know Trevor is the glue of garage strength yeah like if something gets done Trevor is somewhere sticking pieces together. Like, <laughs> it's true. That's and a, that's a good way to put and it. <laughs> like, as someone who's a little bit more re- remote with working, I know this firsthand because when I'm like, "What's going on here?" Trevor is usually the one who t- like gives me some direction and reaches out and be like, "Hey, you need to do this quick." And it's like, "Thank you. That was so easy to do, Trevor." <laughs> <laughs> well, Dane. So what you were saying, like, I think. I think one thing initially, like, and I think everyone's like this to a certain extent, like, you know, everyone's trained, they've all, everyone's had a mentor, everyone's had a coach. If you're an athlete, you've had a coach and you, you tend to do things, you know, like your coach. It's just, it's natural. But I think like, you don't swear. 
I did That's hear true. you say dick though the other day. I heard it. <sighs> I heard it. I heard it. Quiet, Richard. <laughs> um, but but just thinking back, like like when I went to Toledo, I had no clue what to do. Like I went from I I I was working for you for six months, you know, training throwers, and yeah, I had a little bit of experience. But stepping into Toledo, you know, Division One school, trying to coach throwers, strength train, and I actually. <sighs> was strength training the sprinters and jumpers while I was there too. And I remember just like always just like shooting questions to you like, hey, like what would you do in this situation? You know, what, you know, what are the best lifts to do here? And like, and I just thought, you know, without having, I had no clue what to do. And all I had was just you as a resource I could text every now and then. But thinking back, if I had a book like this to, you know, to just be like here, like here it is, this is all you need. This will get you started. And and I think the interesting thing is it's not just like, it's not like you have to do, it's not like pigeonholing you in a certain way of doing yes. things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing. It, it's, it gives you what, like, if I would have had this, like when I started coaching, it would have been a tool for me to kind of craft my own system. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's where the course, this is like this, all-encompassing take this you can craft your own system yeah the course goes a little more into our direct application but this right, is like right. this is the blueprint to provide like for for you to it's really a blue, yeah it's a yeah. blueprint yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's less prescriptive and I, I think, think I think that was one hesitation early on actually in the process was like yeah Earl was talking and one of the guys you know there's like a book that he and I sort of always talk about and, and Dan Maroney's uh, also included in that who you know D- Dan and Trevor ironically we've we're going to be releasing a YouTube video on your guys success but um, this book is you know Earl had messages like I want to I want to make it more based off these the course videos it's more following a line uh, in line with Anthony Dottillo and yeah. how he would write these books and at first it was like I didn't do as good a job as I could have on the course was my first thought and then and then Trevor and I started to be concerned about Earl's writing because of the course and then all of a sudden you know early December it was like as the manuscript really started to like piece together it was like yeah oh wow this is really good well that's yeah. like where Trevor came in like from that I was like he's like this needs to be done I'm like I agree with you, but like I need to do this part to do that part. And then I was, I remember it was around, how, what was it, a month or two ago, whatever it was. I was Probably like, around Thanksgiving or. Yeah, yeah I was like, I that. need this time and I will have it by this for you. You were like, all right. And then like it was creeping up a little bit and you were like, do you need me to get it? I'm like, nope, I, I have a plan. And then I went to town and then I think like three days later, he, he messaged me without you. I don't know if you knew, and he's like, Trevor's really happy with the work you're doing right now. I was like, all right, good. I was like, good. I'm really happy with <laughs> how he's communicating with me yeah, yeah. and everything. If you all don't know, Trevor is a breeze to work with, much better than Dane, because he's very... <laughs> I he, like this. This is, yeah. this is nice. It makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Like, I would message Dane after doing stuff with Trevor. I'm like, yo, he's really good. He says what he needs. He gets, you ask him to do something, he gets it done. He's like straightforward. He like doesn't mitts around. He takes nothing personal. And it's just like, oh, what a wonderful person. I think person. That, that is, yeah, that's a, 
sometimes you can get him where he'll be like, "It's not gonna let me off easy." Yeah, where he'll go, "All right, what's the point of blah blah blah?" And it's like, "Now I know you're mad." All <laughs> right, what's the? <laughs> well, there was so as were you like we're so I'm remote, so we're using like a Google Doc we're sharing, and like we're not all on this doc at the same time, right? Yeah. So like Trevor's like work. I'm working my day job and I'm coming home at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rereading this stuff, going through his notes. Trevor and me end up having a back and forth and a comment on the the one thing. What was it on? Um, It was, was it in the absolute, the absolute strength on diminishing diminishing returns. returns. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we might've wrote like a thousand, 2000 words a piece and it's not in the like actual text. It was just me and him debating this one like paragraph and not really debating just saying how we disagree on like little small things with stuff i I mean i think that's that's the cool thing of the of like this book is that it's like you know like we've we're all critical on what's in it you know it's not just like you know one person just going off like like everything here like past three people's you know inspection essentially did you feel like this is yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. So that's another thing that I, I wanted to bring up was like <clears throat> the B-sides, which is essentially like 12 or 13 discussions. Maybe like 15. Yeah. Where Earl and I basically, I think that was basically a start of it. Like yes. you and I meeting. Those you, are directly from the notes. Yeah, and it's like After. Earl taking notes that, you know, Earl would come down and I would be coaching and he'd just sit there and ask me, questions I would drill you yeah while I'd be coaching and I just give them you know feed them back my my mindset my thought all the questions were based off of the brainstorm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. every we had a structure of what we wanted to get at and from that brainstorm I developed like these series of things well this needs like people want to know this this and this and like I have that whole document and all like I have it handwritten and I have it all I typed up. That's where with the process moving forward for, for next fall is like brainstorm, you know, outline questions yeah. or, or whatever. Well, and, and it's going to be a little different because I don't think we're going to be able to do the question and answer the, the way summer. we have. Oh, I mean, maybe we will actually. We probably could. I'm pretty good at coming down in the summer. Right? Yeah, we probably could. Yo, I, I think I think that's something too that most people don't realize how some of these things go on is like literally Dane will be down, you know, in the weightlifting side with twenty people, <laughs> coaching twenty people at once, and either Earl or me are there just like chirping things in his ear the yeah. entire time. He's yelling something at, you know, some kid Junior. Junior, yeah. <laughs> Junior, why did you just drop 180 on your wrist? And then, uh, immediately, it's like, okay, I know immediately what I can start talking and start asking him questions about yeah. stuff in the book or no. stuff. Yeah. No, as long I, as Haley's not taking a snatch or a clean and jerk. I think that has yeah, to do with, uh, too, like sort of our awareness of a gym floor and like knowing when appropriate and when right. inappropriate. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just ask you questions. That was essentially, what, two, three hours a day. Yeah. And then after, well, first off, I'd train. And then I'd be mad because they don't have, I couldn't take a shower. So I would just have to change my clothes so I wouldn't be all sweaty. We might have a shower in the next week. But I've been saying that for like a month and you, a half. You should do that. Like so five months. Months. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have to complain about that. Anyway, and I'd like have to get my gold bomb, make sure so I don't like, because <laughs> I was just all nasty after training. Because it is hot in here yeah, in, in the, the summer. summer. And I'm a sweater. Anyway. 
do that. I'd eat my little lunch, and then I'd sit there and drill you while you'd sit on the bike, yeah. just asking the questions. Be done with that. I'd drive home, and I would literally then write. I'd make sure I drove home so I could think the whole time about what I was doing. And then I would write whatever I was thinking about into like what I got out of that session. Mm-hmm. So it was like almost like a reflection piece, completely based off thoughts and things we would have. And yeah, those are the B sides, if you will. Like I think I think those are those are good good pieces to just read. I mean, then some of them you'll have context, some of them you won't. But it's it's like a it's it's like a fun peek into like oh man, that's an interesting thought on just some random some random training. Well. My my favorite part about that whole time when this book started was when we decided it wasn't enough work, so we started our book club. Yeah, and we started reading Franz Bosch's the yeah. agility book. Yeah, and it was like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that this morning when I was reading that study, the theory oh, of yeah. uh, event coding. I think okay, so this was my question that I have for, for you guys is, I read through this. When I got COVID, I, I ended up reading through it, and you know Trevor sort of forced me. Good job, Trevor. Uh, to do this, <laughs> and, and to go back and just really engage with it. And I found probably my favorite part, but I wanted to see if you two had any point in the book where you're like, that's a piece that I can really relate to, and that I think a lot of people will be able to, to take out and apply to their training, apply to their coaching, whatever it is. Trevor, you can go first, if you have one. Well. I mean, so I'm a coach. I, you know, I work with kids a lot. And I think, I honestly think the first chapter has a ton of just gold in it for like anyone. Like now, now that the, the hard part is this, is that you aren't going to do it. Coaches out there, you're not going to do what's in the first chapter. Yeah, You're not going to do it. You're not going to want to do it. But if you do do it, like you will easier. coach like freaks yeah like you will your coaching will be so dialed in so good that you can't i mean you could do whatever you could have them you know jump rope for three hours and they'd they'd do good because they're you're just like focused in on the athlete and and what the athlete needs and what you know what they're just everything about him and i think that's what like i think that's what the first chapter really shines in just like it's just how to coach the best you possibly can just from like a very broad perspective to be fair, too, to you know, Trevor's sort of like calling people out that they that they might not do this, and they probably won't. I'll, I'll... I mean, it's the same thing you say to athletes. Yeah, for like and, 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 yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Just turn it on to coaches. Yeah. I think a lot of that for me, I didn't really start doing it until like probably two to three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, it's not that would be like the most recent, probably the most recent addition along with reflexive work. Do you think that has to do with the fact you did a better job with your athlete typing and figuring out how you have to do a better job of how you communicate? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think, I think that's a, I would say that's probably the first thing. Also, I think for me going to therapy and learning how to communicate with people made me think like other people need someone that they can communicate to and to, for it to be open. So then, then like bucketing people, it's like you learn how to communicate better with specific people. And I wanted to, to toot my own horn off of that was uh, when Haley, Anna, and Jake were just out at the uh, camp in at Rogue. Yeah, at Rogue with all the best weightlifting, you know, people in the U.S. 
they had they had basically someone who does athlete typing that they're paying tons of money and i was sitting there like oh this is ironic i think i told Jay, trevor about this a little bit who usaw <laughs> pays a ton of money to athlete type yeah yep yeah. yeah. they could have just bought my book but anyway when we're doing this <laughs> meeting with the the guys and the guys were good they, they they do a good job they they like spit back the the example and we had this meeting um and they, all three of them were different. And I, I had told Trevor, I was like, well, Haley's a type one, Anna's a type two, and Jake's type three. And they're like, well, is this, is this, you know, were you surprised that they were all three different? I was like, no. And then they go into how often do you guys have meetings? Haley and I have a meeting basically once every four to six weeks. Anna, we have a meeting basically every time before she takes her lifts, like she shows me her, her, her workout sheet and we go over it literally every before every lift. Okay. Jake doesn't write his shit down, barely ever has meetings with me. And the, and I'm telling them this, and they're like, wow, so this, this is like falling in line with, with what we sort of suspected. I was like, yeah, and that's the whole point here. It's like, Jake doesn't want to have meetings. He doesn't, but yeah. I mean, we still need to have them. And that's where I do fail with Jake. But with Anna and Haley, they each need meetings at a different, at a different uh, frequency. And I think that's one thing that we do a really good job with in, inside the book is teaching people like, look, this is how you got to communicate and talk with, with, with your athletes to, to find the, the best routine. So now I feel like I'm saying exactly what Trevor said. I'm a first chapter person too. Like that's the one spot where I think you're going to get something that's completely new. You're not going to feel like you have any expertise yeah. reading it. If like I could see people reading about the technical coordination and like being like, oh, reflexive strength. But they'll be like, I know what a snatch is. I know what a clean and jerk is. Mm-hmm. The absolute strength. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, I squatted before. You know what right. I mean? Um, but like I'm not saying what's in there isn't gold. You're saying, yeah. But people s- are going to come with like a knowledge base. Yeah. Where the first chapter with like the purposeful journey and stuff mm-hmm. like that and yeah. like sort of that like. Obi-Wan Kenobi, that grasshopper type of thing. Like, let me, like, give you wings so you can fly type of stuff. And, like, yeah. how to actually do that. And like Trevor said, you're not going to do it. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was mine, too, Trevor. Like, it, it yeah. just it sticks. I'm also a big fan of the type two now being a social athlete. Go, Trevor. I like that positive spin on it. what's funny about the the type two i know i noticed one and i I, i'm pretty good at picking them out off certain conversation traits type two athletes they're passive aggressive with what their body does Mm -hmm. where like a type one will be like i felt this way type three will be like dude like this is what i did they'll tell you exactly Mm -hmm. the type two will ask you exactly what they felt so you can reinforce it yeah Mm. yeah yeah, that, that's a good way like, of putting it. Was that forward? Yeah. <laughs> In case they don't know what that is, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think for me, I, I like, it's tough because, like, when I read plyometric part, technical coordination part, the speed part, it and even the accessory DTC, it's like, all of those have these little concepts inside of them that to mm-hmm. me could really, really, really like, someone might be like, I don't fully get that or I don't fully comprehend it. And it's like these little nuggets that they, they when they read it, they might be like, oh, okay. And then they might want to know more and more and more. But then it's like, 
some of the content that's in here, it's so, like, to me, it's, I, I believe some of it's groundbreaking. Like, legitimately, uh, I think some of it is, like, stuff that most people, like, the reflexive stuff, uh, understanding uh, certain aspects of speed and how to apply it to sports and then understanding certain aspects, apply metrics and how that transfers to sports. People don't fully grasp it. They just do it. And now that that's, like, sort of being clarified, I believe people are going to read it and be like, wow, that's really, really, you know, amazing stuff. I want more. I want more. Yeah, the speed stuff, there's some, like, golden nuggets that will be, like, have to be mine with things. Like, um, I know, like, the how most of sport, like, drive and acceleration, right? Like, that's that's a big one there. But the idea of speed and how it's expressed in non-running sports. Yes, yeah, you mentioned mm-hmm. yeah, in the with wrestling and Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That yeah. And then how you were talking about the plyometrics and how it addresses how like this is why it works. Like this is why you do this for a wrestler to make them fast. Yep. In this aspect. And mm-hmm. so and maybe part of why I like chapter 1 so much is because I'm in this system. I take for granted all this stuff in like chapter two through nine. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also think like the the one thing those, you know, the the like uh, applied chapters do really target is like it's intentional at what's actually needed to make you better at your sport. And it just cuts out all the rest of the fluff. You know, it's like I, I think I've seen I've been through I've seen a lot of, you know, different strength programs and it's like it it gets so much to the point like you were saying that you're just doing things because that's how we've done it and it's not actually okay let's take a step step back critically look at actually what's needed and do those things and only do those things and anything else is taken away from your training i think i think that's what the like you know technical coordination absolute strength uh the plyometrics and the uh dynamic trunk control and speed really just like hammer I'm so scatterbrained. I was just thinking that we need to make sure we have a flight of stairs at the new gym. That's not connected to the. <laughs> that's all I was thinking about. That's not connected to the. <laughs> I was just listening to a kid jumping up the steps. I'm like, <laughs> someone needs to make sure that we have this when we build a new. Why are we gonna have his two stories again on the office? <laughs> yeah, we probably will. Then we're gonna hear every time some kid, yeah. some kid who can't, land can't land. jump on. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> gonna, <laughs> I may just want a stairs that go off to nowhere. <laughs> Yo, what's your highest step drop? You gotta stick your last jump, <laughs> yeah. or else, or else. <laughs> Deceleration, kid. Yeah, then we'll. See your trunk control right. when you yeah. land. <laughs> Don't bounce your head off your knee. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos coordination, where you at? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gonna make mush of that brain. I think that's, you know, that's like one thing. Maybe as we close this out, is like, I, there's ideas in here. One that we're gonna start to dig into on YouTube. Uh, and that's a spark from Trevor, essentially, is like taking these, some of these uh, little nuggets. Yeah turning them into conceptual ideas on YouTube and then um, essentially taking stuff like chaos coordination, kinesthetic vocabulary, um, anterior sequence, and like expanding those further, one for the public to learn about, but then also eventually into other other books or other like manuals or whatever, probably bigger picture books, especially with speed 
and possibly periodization for sports performance in the future. So I think that's where I'm most interested right now then. I, I think at the same time, it's like, you know, all those, you know, all those kind of pieces are scattered everywhere. And I think that's where this, this book brings still together. really shines yeah. is that it, it's, it consolidates everything. And it's like, here you go. Like, yeah. it's all right here. And I think that's that's still the thing, just pulling all those pieces I, from everywhere just together. I think that's the whole thing for me. It's like, I've, I've I said this before, was like, you you know, Dr. B's books, you'd read them and you'd be like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, yeah. How am I supposed to use this? Right. Not that they were bad books, but even like, people love Super Training from Burke Kishansky. And it's like, dude, it's like 400 pages and like, probably three quarters of it you don't need so like <laughs> how is that that good of a book like i mean it's okay it's, it's got you good just read the abstract yeah exactly it's like <laughs> i want something that i can take put into my head and then go do something based off yeah. of it and that's exactly what it is it's literally a a blueprint for take this go into the gym and coach your kids like this says the same yeah. guy with 2500 videos on youtube <laughs> here's all this information keep watching <laughs> best is yet to come oh yeah, yeah. keeps getting better too like and me as sort of like the remote guy is the process like we learned from i know we're kind of i'm circling back we learned from parabolic yeah like i said like when we decided like all right it's time to get this printed like it happened like that because the one thing, too, I remember with Trevor was like, hey, it'd be nice if we had this part here. We were here before we started doing this. Uh -huh. Like with the graphics, I think like, hey, can we have the graphics in before we're trying to go get it printed? And it was like it was such like an obvious thing. But it was something like, I don't think we did that the first time. Like, or, you I, know. Think, I mean, I think stuff like that is just we're getting so much better processionally with because of Trevor, everything. He used to be pretty bad. Well, I mean, we all learn from nothing. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's true. I think that's <laughs> actually not, this dude, is this is what <laughs> that's actually what's crazy though. Yeah. Like none of us are experienced nope. authors, YouTubers, nope. graphic designers. Like, yeah, dude, yeah, we literally learned. learned. I, I've yeah. now written. It's taking the same concepts. Yeah. It's yeah. taking the same concepts. And it's what linear, it's like yeah. the same concepts yeah. that make you a good athlete, that make you a good coach, that make you a good businessman, that yeah. make you give you the tools to be able to learn anything. And I think that's just what we're applying. Why yeah. everyone who works here trained here first, because yeah. you demonstrate a work ethic of some sort. Yeah. You demonstrate a go get itness of some sort. Yeah. 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 So Sports Performance Bible is available at GarageStrength.com. Hey. Oh, we got questions. We got questions. Okay. We can say it's available too. And it will be available later. Did we get, did we get a website for this or just? Um, it's on the Garage Strength website. So, GarageStrength.com. You can get Sports Performance Bible. Okay, Earl's got some questions. Before. Jeremiah was a bullfrog from the subreddit and was his three w dogs, three dog night. W U Z. Well, I'm glad you know your dad's favorite music. <laughs> <laughs> The album cover of that is a really good album yeah. cover. Yeah. Thanks, Boomer. <laughs> Get that. I will kill you. <laughs> what? All right. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Uh, what GPP standards would you want a multi-sport athlete to maintain so they have a straightforward time switching and peaking different sports? It's a high school kid then. What's the, what's the standard? How are we measuring the standard? I don't know. 
I, I don't know. That's his question. Bench press two twenty five for ten every season. What would you say the standard was? You love the bench press. You just had a D one athlete down there, just not doing well bench pressing. <laughs> I'm blaming him on that for that one. He just he's just playing football for four months. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and he also has nine foot long arms. Yeah. <laughs> But you always go to the bench press. Yeah. You are a lunkhead. Yeah. I I mean, but I would say, honestly, bench or a squat, uh, a single leg squat and a power clean. Sounds like benchmarks. I wonder where they can learn about benchmarks. Right here in the sports performance (laughs) bottom. That is one concept I love. I I would say that, though. Establish your benchmarks? Yeah. So from a multi-sport athlete. You yeah, have it, to just, look it just depends at, on the sport he's playing too, or she. Yeah, so if they're playing, if they're a football player, and I don't know what else could they be football? What would they do in the football, spring? basketball, and baseball, or nah. something? Let's let's track. Just, yeah, football and track. Yeah. So then, and maybe they're a hundred meter sprinter, and maybe because it's a small school, they're throwing shot or something like that. Let's just be ridiculous it's like here. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. So, what would you say then? What do they need for those two sports? I would bench. Sorry, I bench, was talking. Back squat, single leg squat, power clean, and and uh, there you go. Yeah, That's their GPP. There. That would be their GPP. Yeah. yeah. Um. Tucker ran. Nineteen ninety nine. This is from the subreddit. Um. What's your opinion on using strongman implements for conditioning for athletes? Not the main source of conditioning, but something fun to work in every now and then. You're just staring at me. You're supposed to answer this question. You know what's funny is that I had a whole conversation with, I hate when people say something fun. Like, dude, training is not supposed to be fun. It's not. Like, <laughs> this is not fun time. This is like, you yeah, but we, we're still talking about, like, <laughs> like carrying a yoke versus, yeah. like, playing tag at practice or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, those are, okay. those are differences I, of having I kind of disagree with you because your boy, who you think is a great coach, who is a great athlete, that at least as you use that as an example, and he is Ooh. a great coach, Kale Sanderson, they play dodgeball, like, repeatedly. Now, there's a purpose to it. Yeah, exactly. It, like, that, that's using, a different... Using strongman implements to train conditioning... That's, that's when you're operating a... at a level so high that you have to take a break and come down from. All right, we'll see. That's a good clarification from your comment. And this one, I would say, uh, to be fair, like, conditioning, I would say uh, I actually like... Yeah, the stone like stone lifts that are that you can handle that you aren't going to hurt your back because if you're a wrestler like I'm thinking wrestling yeah. that's a great applied uh, uh, farmers carry also great applied for for wrestlers I think you you can do carries like that for football but I, I I'm not a huge fan for it as much for those other dynamic sports but something like wrestling I think it's they're great okay yeah nice all right that's the two we got from the, the audience so head over to garagerank.com pick up a pair of Pick up the sports. They can pick perform- that one up yeah, too. Pick up parabolic periodization <laughs> book and course, but we got the sports performance bible. It's a book that goes through all the keys that we have used and we've sort of developed and cultivated over the last what thirteen years or fourteen years now, and this coming fall um, around you know literally helping uh, performance in specific sports. But we also have a course that's it, that is its companion where. We go even deeper into the applied part where I sort of walk you through uh, exact details of what you can do with each and every area. So I would recommend pick up the Sports Performance Bible book and course 
to help you become a better athlete or a better coach today. Can I say one thing? I also want to say this Earl. book works taking 10-year-old kids to elite level. Yeah. Not just, hey, elite guy, I go and train with you. You're already elite. Yeah. And let me work with you. So, And one more thing. That I agree. It's for sport coaches, too, <clears throat> and strength and conditioning coaches and personal trainers. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's gold in here for any one of those coaches. Yeah, it's not. I, and an athlete. You could yeah. be an athlete and take a lot out of this book. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Especially if time. you're an educated athlete and you want to ask why. Take twos. <laughs> <laughs> Cultivate your power. Peace. Later.